At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, we are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sluice on all major podcast platforms. All right. Well, good morning, Salon Sleuth fans. We have a wonderful guest along with my co-host, Leslie. Hi. We have Salem today. Hi, Salem. Hi. Say hi, Salem. So Salem is a student and she is working on a project for school and she is going to do a, a make her own podcast about true crime. And so the name is to be determined. We don't have a name yet, Salem, right? Mm -hmm. But she's got a lot of cool ideas and um, we are just welcoming her on today to just kind of let her see what we do and how we do it and I don't know that there's any rules about it, but uh, we're going to give it a shot, Salem, see what we can't do for you. And she's yeah. prepared her own story for us today to share. So yeah. I'm excited to see what she's come up with. Salem, we normally start off with just a little bit of talk about like what's going on before we get into our story. Did you have a good Thanksgiving yesterday? Uh, yeah, I did. I hung out with my family and yeah, we built gingerbread houses, which was, it's more of a Christmas thing, but we were just yeah. having fun. So it was yeah, really that's cool. awesome. And so Salem, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Cause this has been our topic in our house for the last 24 hours. I don't know. That's the thing. I really like my mom made pumpkin pie and that was really good. Mm -hmm. So I think probably pumpkin pie. Me too. But I'm with you on that one. Uh, Leslie, how about you? Um, so I like to pair certain things with like a really good cranberry sauce. Okay. Like I really have... like turkey, but with cranberry or like even mashed potatoes with like the cranberry. I don't know. Maybe it's like the salty sweet together because that is like my thing. Do you really have a good cranberry recipe? Um, no. In fact, I, I have it about two seconds before I made it yesterday. And it's basically sugar and cranberries. Like what could be oh, better than no. that? I have a great one. So my sister-in-law makes it. And this is one of the things that I actually like uh, um, only since I met her is it's fresh cranberries. So not canned. So no, that's what I did. 
it had it does have sugar in it and it has an apple and an orange mm -hmm. and you grind it all up in the cuisinart and it is like a salsa kind of because it's chunky it is yeah. so good so fresh oh it's not like jello-y or whatever you know it's so good does so she I cook it all before she puts it in no you don't cook it at all Oh, you don't do it at all? It's just like a fresh kind of oh, salsa almost. Interesting. So Salem, I have a 22-year-old and a 21-year-old. And we have always talked, well, we don't really love like the traditional, you know, Thanksgiving food. So what are we going to do? Because um, we're having it smaller this year, you know, with COVID and everything. So anyways, um, we decided that we would make our favorite things. So uh, one of my favorite things is the stuffing. I really like stuffing and my husband is now gluten-free. So I got the Trader Joe's. I'm not being paid to say that, by the way, uh, <laughs> Trader Joe's stuffing um, and made it well last night. Okay. The truth is, is that if I have it in my refrigerator, I'm going to eat it. So I gave it to my father-in-law to take home. So he took all the rest of the stuffing, but I did have three extra boxes, but anyways, he took the extra stuff. My son comes in this morning and he's like, I can't believe you gave all the way the stuffing. It's my favorite. I'm like, what? I didn't know it was your favorite. Like I had no idea. So now I find out that the, the stuffing is actually my, one of my favorite or my son's favorites, which I had no clue. So this away. Is, yeah. And I gave it all away. So this has been the topic of our conversation. Um, but anyways, so it was a good day. Did everybody else have a good day? Uh, yeah, I definitely did. Good. Leslie? Yeah, you know, always I good. was always doing a million things, even if I don't have to, I <laughs> always seem to be multitasking or whatever, like right now. Well, I I'm making ornaments right now. Oh my I gosh. Custom, I had like a bunch of people order some. Yeah. And then um, I put it on buy nothing. And yeah. so I gave away a few. And Aww, yes. that's so sweet of you. Cool. You're so nice. And well, I think it will look good like on the top of a, a gift. Is it the so, same one? Yeah, it's yeah, it's the same one. So I made this one for Chase's daughter for her gift that I got her. Do we have an? Oh yeah, Lucy. Really cool. Oh. Yeah. And then I made ones with dog bones, and so the paw prints are on the back with the name on the front. And I don't have a copy of that one to show you, but okay, I'm sending. So I have dogs, canines, and people covered this year. So Salem, what what we need to tell you about Leslie is she's so ADHD that. Like literally she needs to have nothing on her desk and a piece of putty or something that she can play with because she will just start grabbing things around the desk and doing it while we're doing it. You only that. saw what was in front of me right now. Um, What's that? Uh, I, I have the same thing. I have to doodle while talk or talking. I think that's why I like you so much. I knew before I even met you that we would get along really well because a lot of the things that your grandma would tell me, I'm like, um, okay, yeah. We're like, you're just a young <laughs> version of me when it comes to like, these stories that she would tell her. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't wait to meet her. So I'm very, <laughs> very happy to meet you. And there's, that, that one cabinet, like the story about your family member who um, killed cabinet and stuff. Yeah. I really wanted that murder cabinet. We talked about that. I think Melissa, what, what are you one of your family members? Do you want to tell that a little bit? Um, I don't have it with me right now. Okay. Great. But um, how, was I they were, how are they related to you? Um, I think they were, okay, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Um, someone related to my grandmother, their um, spouse, I think, like, I don't know. But I do know what happened was, um, basically, he got really angry at his wife, and, um, like, shot her. 
and then like kind of had like a little and scratched up her stuff and then the cabinet was one of her things so he scratched up the cabinet and then he killed himself and then yeah it's it's it was like an armoire type thing and the doors on it were like all scratched up because he had just taken a knife or something and like and then she and the grandmother offered it to me and I was like I don't know like I don't know where to put it and then as I'm like building my little corner that I do all my arts and crafts and stuff and I'm like I could really use that murder cabinet and so I texted her and it was already long gone but because they had just bought a house so I'm like darn it like I really so I call it the murder cabinet so I think I know where it is if it's still there I may like try to go get it so it doesn't have bad juju. It's no, not like he murdered woman. his wife and then okay. mar- like like messed up the house and like just like took a knife to like the bed and all these things, right? Like and then the furniture and then he killed himself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I wanted to get it and I was like, Mom, can I bring it home? She was like, No, I don't want that bed energy in my house. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm with your mom on that one. Yeah, it's reasonable. <laughs> just keep the murder cabinet somewhere else. <laughs> But I love the fact that Salem's like, I'll take it. I want it. <laughs> I kind of was too. And then I was like, I probably shouldn't have that in the house. And then I'm like, I kind of want that in the house. Like, uh, That's awesome. Well, Salem, what is your story today? Do you want to okay. jump this in and is, just tell us? This is like a pretty famous case, Jody Arias. I think yes. everyone. Oh, yeah. That, this is the Utah gal, right? Utah yeah. and Phoenix? Um, I think it was around California. Or she kind of bounced around, but it was mostly in California and LA. Okay. Um, I have the, uh, both Travis and Jody's backgrounds, and then I have the crime itself, and then some stuff that happened afterwards. Okay. What's uh, Travis's that, last name? Uh, Alexander. Okay. So yeah, he had he was born in July 28, nineteen seventy seven, in Riverside, California, and Jody was born in California, at Salinas, or I don't know if I'm saying that right, in July or July ninth, nineteen eighties. They met at a PPL conference in Las Vegas. I don't know what a PPL conference is. Hold on. Let me look that up. Let's just do some quick research on what a PPL conference is. And he was Mormon and she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember the Mormon thing. I think she converted though, didn't she? Yeah. He converted to, so they could date and she was baptized by Travis. (laughs) So they, they dated on and off, um, in, they started dating in February in 2007, so a year before my birth month. There's reports from Travis's friends about Jody being like not a good person and them fighting a lot more than they probably should have. And then um, let me throw you right into the crime because that's kind of all the backstory you need um, that they've started dating and Jody got, um, what do you call it, converted to Mormonism. Um, so Travis was murdered on Wednesday, June 4th, 2008. Um, he had 27 to 29 stab wounds, a slit throat, and a gunshot in the head. A medical examiner, Kevin Horn, stated that Travis was most likely um, dead from the slit throat by the time he had been shot, and Travis had defensive wounds on his hands. So that's that. Was he in the shower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in the shower. They found okay. him in the shower, and there was just, like, blood everywhere. Uh, but did they, did they, I, remind me, did they decide that he had actually been put there after he'd been stabbed? Oh, no, he was stabbed in the shower. Okay. Um, yeah, Jody, and then in court, Jody claimed that he had, like, tried to assault her, and then she had gone into, like, a defense defense thing where she stabbed him. But um, here's where the, the big bomb is dropped. They found a camera in the washing machine that was attempted to be destroyed, 
and it had photos of so it had like suggested photos of Jody and Travis but then in the last few photos it was of Travis on the floor profusely bleeding um some photos of like I think there was one with a knife and a hand I don't have the exact photos I think I can find them but I don't know if they were publicly released but they found those and that was like the nail in the coffin for Jody that, what that's what put her in jail essentially because it was like who takes a photo of their victim so she took pictures did she send them to anybody yeah oh like a camera camera not like yeah. a phone and she put mm-hmm. it in the in the washing machine but did like did she turn the washing machine on or was yeah. it just it was like damaged but they okay. were able to extract the photos off of it she rented a car and drove there like she secretly went yeah. there yeah like maybe she had planned what you think it was going to go down yeah well and and the, that was in like arizona or something right she drove yeah. from okay so were they, were they broken up? Um, I do not think so. Okay. So why was he there and she in California? Do you know? I believe that she had moved in with her grandparents at the time um, because they she had moved close to uh, Travis because they were dating and then she moved in with her grandparents. Okay. 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 So they actually weren't living together. Yeah. Well, and I think she was kind of like the the psycho girlfriend that everybody yes. knew about. And I think she, he, like, she wasn't the mirroring type. She was like the fun type that like he got to do experimental stuff with. Yeah. She was game for anything. Yeah. And she thought that she, that they would be together mm-hmm. because she was willing to do all of that with him. But then it turns out he was thinking of her as more like um, too easy like or whatever, not the mirroring type. Yeah, he's right. just like a, like a fun time, but then he wants like a committed partner. And he also probably didn't want her because she had just converted to Mormonism just for him specifically. He probably would, would be thinking, oh, this person is just Mormon for me specifically and not for whatever other reasons people become Mormon. I don't right. know. Right. And I'm sure his friends were like, dude, she is totally in psycho. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, she did all of that for you and she does this and that. And like, but you know, he wants a good, like simple um like mormon girl yeah well and salem you're gonna probably tell the rest of the story but like stuff has happened since she got so in the interrogation room when they like were like this is she killed him she tried to seduce the people um interviewing her yeah and she would talk about there's like this main line where she's like this is gonna sound really self-centered but i want to go fix my makeup before my mug shot like she's psycho yeah she is (laughs) And then even at the trial, I remember things, and I don't remember it all factually, but she was a freak there. Uh, yeah, she did try to also seduce the um, court people. What do you call it? Judge. Yeah, and, and didn't she, she dressed totally different and like, oh, I mean, yeah. they all do that, but. She thought she could use her charm to get out of things, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And But I don't think people thought that she was as charming as she thought she was no yeah, she thought she was like <laughs> extremely charming yeah she, wasn't, she came off as scary um i looked it up so that ppl is actually a multi-level marketing company for prepaid legal services oh. so they were in las vegas so that's ironic. where they met at that convention not that that really matters but um it's a little ironic with what yeah. happened yeah, legal services. I guess I, actually you said that. So I want to know more about like how she, like, 
um, do you think that she got the rental car and all of that with the intentions of murdering him? Oh, definitely. I think that at that time they were like on another rough patch because they would have rough patches in their relationship and then they would break up and then Travis would go date someone else and then they would get back together. And it was just like that over and over again. And I think she was like, I'm done with Travis dating other people like that kind of ideology and then went and killed him. So she purposely did all of that and drove there and with the intention of killing him. Was she convicted of that? Like a I don't know. Would that be the first degree murder? I don't, I'm not sure. what. Um, I think that would be second degree because first, no. She was convicted of first degree. Yeah, because oh, it was a pre-planned thing. Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the I just looked it up because I thought that something was going on. Um, there is a documentary, Jody Aries documentary. Is it? Is that how you say it? Aries? Aries. Um what's the name of it? Oh, if I can't have you, nobody can that- the Jody Arias story. But then it says on here that she smiled in her mugshot and saying, Holy, Oh, Holy night. Well, oh, yeah, she's- oh my God. Oh, I didn't in custody. Yeah. Was she trying yeah, to stand on her head and do that in the interrogation room when the people left? Weird. And, that, and, and I do remember now that she was a blonde and then all of a sudden she went to a brunette with glasses and looking all dressed, right dress and conservative mm-hmm. when she'd really looked like, you know, you're, yeah, I'm not going to. A party that. girl. Yeah. A party girl. Thirsty girl. Yikes. Yeah. She, I, she seems like just psychotic. She kind of reminds me of, um, the Casey Anthony she kind oh, of yeah. reminds me of a young version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was the crazy girlfriend for a while. Do you think? I think I probably was. Why? Why do you think that? Well, I think that I was probably super insecure for many, many years. So I, not that I was like her, but I feel like I was probably um, like needy. Yeah. Well, Salem, do you have any more to tell us, or was that was that the end of the story? I didn't. We didn't mean to cut you off, or oh no, that was a tangent. Okay, I, I, okay. Really, I really like that story. I like yeah. the whole idea of her and how things can go terribly wrong with the wrong person very quickly. Yeah. Well, I also feel like um, in that story, it's a perfect example of when your friends are right. Yeah, and. You know, I know there's been plenty of examples where your friends aren't right, that this relationship is good for you, or this person is a good person or whatever, and friends don't like them. But there are sometimes when you need to listen to your friends and go, okay, maybe this isn't the best relationship. Maybe she isn't the best person for me. And you need to pay attention if your best friends, if they have your best intentions at heart, don't like this person, right? Well, and I'm thinking about him and his, like what he could have done differently to avoid this. And I think part of that is, you know, when they would break up, she would come back and then they would have their night together, their time together. And then of course she's, she's thinking that they're back together where he's just thinking, I just had fun. Yes. Like what anybody should do in that situation is basically when you break up, don't keep leading them on in other ways. Correct. And so not that he's at fault for this at all, but he, when she knocked on the door after she drove the rental car, like he yeah. shouldn't have answered the door. He shouldn't have invited yeah. her in. They shouldn't have had fun. 
Right. Because she basically knew it was over that she was just using her. Right. And it just fueled her like inside angry. Well, jealousy. wasn't he sort of, um, I don't, I don't, I, the only words I can think are sexually deprived. Wasn't he sort of like sexually un, or inexperienced before her? Uh, probably. I don't know. I, I, I kind of recall well, that if he was a true Mormon, then yes. And then I she kinda, was, yeah, I, I kind of recall that like, this was his breakout relationship. Like this, like was blowing the, blowing the doors off him kind of in a sexual place um, that he was really quite uh, opened. <laughs> if you Which is really it. a bad place to start. Yes. Right. Yes. It's like now he's going to marry a little Mormon girl who's not going to be doing most yeah. of what Jody was willing to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that. I don't know that that's a true. Uh, I kind of feel like she was a little freak, though. That could be a stereotype. I don't know. And I have no idea. trying anything to get yeah. him to love her. Mm -hmm. And then it just and he still didn't. Nope, he didn't. So I'm just well, that, like people like men who lead women on and then they're wondering why they're psycho right right like well because you're messing with my head <laughs> like but a woman needs to be strong enough to be able to walk away as well and not i don't know yeah i agree well salem do you have any questions for us do you wonder like how we do anything or how the um, soup gets made in the background how the soup gets made in the background um, <laughs> that's what i'm no um, how do you guys go about putting together cases? Like not putting together cases, but like putting together, um, like scripts for podcasts. I know some, most of your stuff is unscripted, but like you're putting down bullet notes for cases and things that you're recording. So I think Leslie and I do do it both a little bit differently. We've talked about it because Leslie doesn't feel like she's that that's her strong suit. Um, I don't tell stories very well because it's all in my head. And because I'm ADD. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker engineering your success what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co like i think little bits and pieces that i think are important may not be like valid and then i get my facts messed up and so the part that i have problems is if, if i'm trying to get all the facts Instead, I should just tell the story. And I do have a story that I could tell after this, but um, a lot of the stories that I get, and Melissa might get too, is like my clients that come in and they will talk to us about stories or they get mentioned. So this one was mentioned to me, um, probably just because we're going into Christmas. But sometimes like when nothing's there, we're seriously Googling it like at yeah. nine when we're supposed to be on at 1030. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I do um, more like an outline. Like if you think about when you're writing an essay and you just do an outline, I do an outline of how I want to tell the story of the facts. So I definitely do more off the cuff 
kind of storytelling, making sure and following my outline that I get the story, the facts in that I want to get in. However, sometimes I will get into my flow and realize that I've just told the fact that was on the next page and I still want to tell the other things. So sometimes I'll have to go back and forth and just wing it. But I think that's just out of practice. And, um, you know, for my, for my job, I present a lot and, you know, sometimes even I get on these little tangents where you start going down a path and you're like, Oh wait, I'm not prepared to tell you that part because I gotta, I gotta still go down this path. So, um, you know, I think you kind of wing it, but for me, certainly I have tried just reading a script almost. I don't like that. That doesn't work for me. I, it's not an easy, easy flow, but if I just have an outline and I can talk based on that outline of information, then I do a better job, I feel like. And I think I personally probably should write it all out and just read it. But part of me is like, I feel like I need to look at Melissa when I'm doing the Zoom call. So yeah. then, um, but I actually will tell probably a better story if I just wrote it out and read it to her, but read it in a way doesn't look sound like I'm a robot, right. but preparing a little bit better because I feel like um, I can write pretty well. And I think if I just read it, so I think I may be moving into that. I actually talked to a friend of like, um, she is a manager of many people. And I was like, how do you get your point across? Like, I need to learn like storytelling better. And she's like, oh my God, I have a book for you. So I'm hoping to get that book oh. and then go through it and then be able to tell the story in a way that makes sense. Cause Melissa's like, wait a minute, what happened? Who was that? Like, blah, blah, yeah. like you know? And I'm going to probably do that with the story I'm going to tell you, but, um, I try, it all makes sense in my head, but if I get it out, it doesn't always make sense. Yeah, well, that's what I think, because I know whenever I read a script, like for the crime part, when I was describing like the crime stuff, I had that all in notes and it was like a mini script. Yeah. And I feel like that was way more robotic than it should have been. But I just don't know how to like <laughs> explain that in like a non, because I laugh when I'm nervous. And then when I'm talking about like stabbing, I laugh yeah. because it's, I don't know how to properly convey that. Yeah, well, and I know so, that you didn't want to tell too much of the story beforehand, but I think that is important to know, like, um, how they got to that part and how, yeah. like, intense their relationship was. So, um, but it, I it mean, sets I love up that story. The story. people knows that story, but you know, it's, it's building, it's building. And then that was like the big, like, ta-da, she kills him. And then how she's trying to cover it up. And because she was crazy. And what did she end up getting? What was her sentence? Do you know? I believe she got, like, multiple life sentences yeah okay good yeah that's and it's very that's really good and you know after, she thinks after she's two all those people in there you know trying to at least but she did get two mistrials before a judge sentenced her to life in prison without the possibility of parole oh yeah so, because she's trying to um what do you call it when you appeal appeal hmm. right she tried to appeal the charges yeah, I'm not sure why the mistrials. That sounds like probably something having to be re related to the jury. But um, she did a file an appeal after conviction, but it was delayed due to the sy systematic errors. Then she did the appeal again, this time citing cumulat cumulative misconduct by prosecutor Juan Martinez. Huh? Ultimately, the appeal was denied. And I'm on parade.com. Mm. She's crazy. Yeah. yeah. She, she is a little bit crazy. Although Martinez was disbarred in July of 2020 
based on allegations that he had leaked information to a member of the media that he was having an affair with and communicated with a dismissed juror and engaged in sexual misconduct. Eek! Dang. Wow. So, so no one's good here. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, what's your story, Leslie? Okay. So I'm going to just tell you the people's names now because I'm not going to remember them later. Okay. Um, and so the name is T-I-E-D-E. Tidy? Okay. Lene was 20 years old and her sister was 16. I believe that um, Trish is the sister. They had a cabinet. Wait, 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 wait. Who okay. was to die then? Okay, I'm going to tell you that. Or you wait. Okay, so we've got TD, and then what's the other name? I think it's Tidy is their last name. Oh, oh Our family's okay. last name. In Oakley, Utah, there was a family cabin, and the family used to go there for different holidays. Well, they had gone there earlier. They had set up the entire house for Christmas. There was a Christmas tree and presents all over the house. Um, there was stockings hung with everybody's name. The entire family is coming, basically uncles and cousins and everyone that's going to come to this cabin. So earlier that day, mom and grandma and the oldest one, Lene, who's 20 years old, went shopping. Actually, everybody went shopping. These are the three that came back first. So they came back to the house. Lene's fingers were freezing. So she's like, mom. Just unlock the door. Let me go in and run my hands under some water. Then I'm going to come back and help you. So mom unlocks the door. The Lene goes inside. She's going up the stairs. And out of the corner of her eye, she sees a shadow go behind the refrigerator. Oh and she's God. like, oh, one of the cousins is already here. So next thing she knows, another man is coming down the hall. Mom walks in the door and he basically... Um, basically shoots her like he she's like I'll give you whatever you want just take it and he shoots her so grandma comes in the house and he shoots her in the head and she's just like oh my god like what's happening here it had been clear they had been there for a while because they had eaten food they had opened up presents they had made themselves comfortable there and they know that other family members are on their way and he's already killed these two guys. One of them has killed the mom and the grandma. Um, the, they did hear the grandma like basically gasping for air for a little bit of time. She was shot in the head. And then the mom, I think might have been shot a couple of times. I'm not sure, but she was dead right away. Because there, it snows so much where they're at, a lot of times they have to leave the car down the road beyond the gate. And then they ride the snowmobiles in, which is... Um, I think basically what they did, they had rode the snowmobiles in. That's why her hands were cold. So, um, but they have gas cans because they have snowmobiles. So they proceeded to unload gas all over the house. And they are um, going to um, light the house on fire. But before this, they can, as, as this is all unfolding, they can hear another snowmobile coming. The dad is coming on the snowmobile with the younger daughter. So the younger one wasn't there yet. Dad comes coming down the hill on the snowmobiles. They can hear it. she's freaking out because that's my dad. That's my sister. They're coming. These men are going to shoot them. Correct. He, the dad comes in, in and they, they basically shot him in the face. <gasps> um, the one mistake that they had was they, they used bird shot to do it. So it's okay. not as like um, damaging Deadly. as like a regular bullet. Needless to say, um, I think it's what you go bird hunting with. Oh, 
right? So he's still in like serious condition. He drops to the ground. Um, the other girls there, now they're going to basically kidnap these two girls and take off on the snowmobiles. Meanwhile, they're putting gas all over the house, including the father, on top of the father. They light it up and they take off. So as they get towards the gate, they see the uncle. And they're, so the girls are driving, the men are behind them, holding on to them. The uncle's like, hey, and they ignore him. And the guy's like, well, who was that? She's like, I think he was just a nice neighbor. Like, let's just keep going. They basically get to the cars. Well, the uncle's coming back. And as they're getting into the cars, which is their car, and they're taking off, the uncle's like, they must have boyfriends. Like, what's going on? It's like something in their head is not right. So the uncle's like kind of standing there like, what is happening? And the dad comes barreling up on a snowball. <gasps> Barely unrecognizable. His face is totally swollen. Eyes are swollen shut. He's bleeding profusely. But because he was shot with this other stuff, it wasn't as damaging because he would have been dead if he had used regular bullets. So the uncle's like, holy cow, like, let's get him. What is going on? Right. So there's no self-service where they are. So he's following them in the other car because he's like, I'm not going to lose sight with them because they are kidnapped. This guy's dying in the back. So at one point he gets self-service. And he um, is calling 911 and he's like, listen, my nieces are kidnapped. They're right in front of me. This is where they're at. I need a helicopter. I need to get my brother life flighted out of here. And then that phone goes out and he's like, crap. (sighs) But by that time, he had already kind of told the police where they were. He pulls up to the next place where there's a pay phone. He gets back on the phone with 911. I need a helicopter now. This is, they're still on the road. They're going down. So helicopter comes, they get dad out. The guys end up pulling off on the street and um, they're going like 90 miles an hour. Police are behind them. And basically um, he takes a sharp left because of the snow. I'm guessing they go off an embankment. So the girls are like, oh my God, they don't know we're in here. So they basically grab each other's hands and they duck. The one sister says duck. So they're ducking in the car because they're going to be pulling these guys out. They don't know if they're going to open fire on them. These two men are then basically arrested. The girls are saved. And they don't, they think everybody in their family has died. They have no idea dad was on a snowmobile behind him. And regardless if he had lived or not, he basically saved them because uncle would have known what was happening otherwise. No, uncle would have let them go. Right. Um, so the girls basically go to trial and they have to like relive all of this again. They're like, I just want to get beyond this. Like, you know, at 20 and 16, they've got to be like traumatized, obviously. Yeah. The guys didn't know that the dad lived. So here he comes in trial and walks up and they were like, oh crap, like had yeah. no idea. Um, they ended up, um, of course, they were convicted and they're in big trouble. One guy actually wrote one of the sisters, a letter, she said she had written, uh, she had like read it like 20 or three, 30 times, like just kept, and he, he was basically apologizing to her. And she goes in one time, I just forgave him. I did forget it. I just forgave him. And she goes, the amount of peace that I got from that was just incredible. Um, they since have rebuilt the cabinet cabin, even better, bigger and better for the family. They still go there. She says the one thing that her dad has said to her that always stuck with her was basically lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place. So she's like, I feel comfortable there because what are the chances? But they, um, had probably gone to a bunch of different cabins and, um, were breaking in. And then when they realized that these people were coming back, because basically they wanted a car to get out of town. 
And so that's why I think they were waiting for them is to get the snowmobiles, to get back to the car, to get out of town. Although they could have walked two and a half miles, but um, the stupid people had actually left a camera, another camera um, on the, the table. And because they thought it would probably um, burn up with the fire, they didn't really think of anything of it, but it was like a video camera of them like opening their presents. And I mean, it clearly showed the two guys that were in the house were clearly the same people that were on the trial. Um, so that kind of nailed the coffin shut when it came to that. Um, and one of them is now um, married. She has four children and I think she has five stepkids. And um, the husband is like um, super supportive and like she seems to be doing okay. I didn't really, the one, I think the younger one said that because she was 16 years old um, at one point, like her mom was saying something and she wanted a hug and the daughter walked away. And that was Aww. the last like thing she had. So like, mm -hmm. but it, I mean, but her mom knows that she loved her. Like she yeah. was a teenager, 16 years old that like just walked away from a hug just because they're being a little brat or whatever. Yeah. Right? So um, that was my Christmas story. I don't know what you would do differently. So I was trying to think of like, if I was in that situation, what could you have done differently? I don't know if there was anything, honestly, because if these guys were already in your house and you are kind of. Yeah. I, I mean, question, I guess the, the question would be, could you have, could you have, told from the outside of the house if you were paying attention to all the clues that somebody was actually in the house like was there heat coming from the right. was there any furnace was or fire or whatever like was but there then a again, she thought it was her cousin oh, yeah. like so it would have been fine if like somebody was in the house like that's yeah. what everybody was on their way you're right mm -hmm. you could have told us told, told i said a stroke you could have seen if someone had broken in because of like signs like broken off doorknobs or the door being just wide open but then again you know you never know the so. only weird thing about the cousin is that he would have had to get a car to be there and there was no car at the end of the driveway but <clears throat> certainly he could have went with somebody else somebody dropped him off he well and by the time you're in the house are you really thinking was there another no there? like maybe no. there like and yeah. honestly like when you're already in the house like maybe you're not even thinking about that kind of stuff They're like uh, you know everyone's just excited that christmas right. is coming and or the snowmobiles how many snowmobiles were still in the shed at the parking spot like you know you would have had to really like think about it but i know sometimes even i do you know where you're like oh that's strange and then you just dismiss it yeah i know and then part of me is like okay do i start like hiding knives around the house because like if i'm like, here <laughs> like this would be a good place to like grab something really quick and i was just thinking that in my car like would i would i would I do that? Like would I have? <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. I think at the end of the day, the the odds are pretty low. And kind of like the dad said, you know, that that's lightning striking. Yeah. That was odd at the beginning. And then no, you just can't plan for things like that. No. no. But um it's sad that, you know, mom and grandma yeah. died. But dad, I mean, dad saved the day, really. Honestly, I don't right. know like we're the ones that really so Salem, I was just going to tell you the bird shot or whatever, because birds are so flighty and so quick. Yeah. So, you know, if you have one bullet that goes, you're going to be less likely to get them. But if you have something that shoots like this, like little pellets almost. Oh, so it's like it splits off. 
Exactly. And it's, it's little tiny pellets. And so if you get smacked with a bunch of pellets, it's going to hurt. It's going to do some damage. Right. But um, a handful of rocks at you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that makes sense. It's not just going to pierce through your face and blow up your face. Kind of like they did with mom and grandma. Salem, before we sign off today, I want to hear the names that you have picked out so far. Oh, I, I don't have any of them written down, but I was thinking like, um, hold on, Attic, and then it was something. It was like Attic Stories or something like that. Ooh, that's it was a good one. Um, I like that. Attics and basements are creepier. Which one's creepier, do you think, Alyssa, um, when you think of a creepy story? Salem. Hmm? I was asking you, yeah. Melissa. Oh, me? I thought you were asking Salem. <laughs> I was like, can you hear me? Like, what's happening? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm waiting for Salem's answer. Um, I'm going to go with basement. basement. At least, at you know, least there's but, light in an attic sometimes, like if they have little window things or something. But a basement, ooh, there's usually like furnaces and ducting and it's wet and smelly and yeah. But oh, I God. do remember the story where this woman was attacked in her house and be leading up oh. to that beforehand really? there were things would move around in her house and so it was like a townhouse or an apartment i can't remember but the guy would go up his no firewall would go across and then down into hers oh so like my friend oh, Amber, i know that we heard that uh, that case on forensic files yes i used to I, be an avid forensic files walker. yeah no, me too i loved it michael bowden bowden whatever his name was um, so my friend Amber, when she bought her condo townhouse, like it's three stories, but there is an attic door. And I'm like, um, so have you gone up there? Like, is there a firewall? Because it used to be an apartment complex turned into this place. And I'm like, like, I would be putting a lock on that just, you know, because the, the crazy person in me, I'm like, uh, you know, if you go up there, can you see the whole length of the building right. or are they actually, is it just Partial a piece of like, um like, rival like, or is it actually like you know blocked off i want to know these things because i'm guessing that they probably have to have access instead of individually i mean right. I so i was like i'd be definitely putting like <laughs> nails in that for sure because wasn't that what did we just talk about this or did i watch this where that um woman um the guy was in her house like destroying the whole place and she went and hid in her cross space Remember that? He was looking for her. It was, yeah. Wasn't it that she was a, he came out of prison and he was like distraught and then he broke into her house and she was so scared and he noticed her and she just like went to the closet and crawled into the attic. She was sleeping, right? And then she heard all the noise and then she called out to him and then he's come running up the stairs and like, she's like, oh crap. So she goes and hides in that spot and he's trashing her house. He's like, where are you? And he's looking oh for her. And at one point it gets quiet. So she gets down to grab her cell phone, which is by the bed and runs back up and she's calling 911 and it's quiet. They have to come down and they check out the house and her house was, was kind of secluded too. What's that? And he was still in there or he was gone? Um, I think eventually he was gone and he was caught down the street or wherever. But he was like, or was he ever caught? Um, he must have been. Uh, but like, could you imagine? Like, I don't even like, know where I, I hide in my I'm house sorry. if I had to. I don't even know how to get up there. You make fun of my attic access right there, <laughs> Leslie, in the corner. I don't know how I get up there. And then 
closet? So this was in her closet. Like she was able to climb up and then oh, get into wow. her closet. And she could just hear him like yelling and screaming and like Lord. flipping furniture and like looking because he knew she was in there. He oh just couldn't God. find her. Several panic attacks. <laughs> that sounds very unpleasant. Seriously. If I had to hide, I'd probably crawl into the armoire and just kind of hang out like a horror game. I don't even know where I would go in my house if I had to. I wouldn't fit anywhere. I would probably <laughs> run out one of the doors and like jump the fence to my neighbors before I like, I don't know. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thank All you right. for joining us. Well, happy post Thanksgiving day. And you know what I want to say to you, Salem? Stay curious. Yes. Stay suspicious and stay open. Open. Open, open, open. Thank you to all of our listeners. And we will catch you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.